shit I be talking about Half rapping ass motherfuckers You think it's a game? You think it's a fucking game? We keep all audio. Look, look at me and bitch trying to get right. I go, bitch. Man, I didn't hit record. I'm so sure. How y'all doing, man? Welcome to another episode of the Jan Rock Show. It's your boy, K Rock. Mr. Woodge. <laughs> <laughs> and we got a special guest with us, man. Mr. Sophomore. Our uh, cousin. Jabez, man. What's up, bro? So what how y'all doing? We good, man. How y'all been, man? Y'all good? Awesome. Right. Word, word, word. Jay, what you want? What you want to get into first, bro? Oh, bitch, you had something you want to get into? Follow the Okay. I mean, where y'all want to start? I watched that. I watched the uh, Breakfast Club. I watched that. Yeah, DJ Envy Coon ass. <laughs> right, I guess we'll start there. Yeah, I was working to the anti-Asian hate dude. Man, all right, you go first. You speak your mind on that first. But so this nigga had the nerve to say that he should have shot the girl or whatever, bro. This is DJ Envy. He said that. What's her name? Makaya Bryant. He said she should have been shot. What's wrong with this nigga? And he tried to, his excuse was he tried to uh, say his pops was a police officer. And he said if it was his, if it was his daughter, then he would want the police officer to, to kill her. That's what he said. That nigga's a super coon. It is. It's an old <laughs> Like whatsoever, like it's no way to ban them comments. So like, I don't, I don't get it. Eight shots. That shit crazy. Go ahead, Jay. And then he was like, <laughs> "That was like, well, she was white. She, would she have been shot? Like, she should have been shot. Like, he was trying. Like, yeah, he was, was trying to justify that shit. I mean, you can't really justify it. Like Doctor Umar said, like." You you you've seen people be disarmed by elderly people like it's it's very it's very easy it don't take no time. Man, the cop just went thinking. Oh, uh, he he was thinking, but I mean, he just shot and killed him. Like like that, my say she don't he didn't value her life. He shot her. So yeah, so. Then DJ was like, "Oh, I guess I'm a coon because I surely agree." He should have like, "Come on, what's up with that?" Yeah, that's that's the thing that jumped out to me most. I must be a coon, like. Yeah, that's you. He was tripping. 
I mean, but I'm being honest. I really don't even rock with the Breakfast Club. Like, I'm, I'm truthfully. I ain't gonna hold y'all for Charlamagne Wild Duke, first of all, he top, he, he, um, he second team on nasty. <laughs> Did you hear me? He be on that wild stuff too. Like, some of the stuff he be saying, I'd be like, what? Man? I don't think he really be thinking about what he be saying, but I don't know. I think he tried to, he was trying to be like too, he was trying to play like devil's advocate and shit a little bit too much. Like, he shouldn't have said that shit though. But you know we gotta play devil's advocate though, and especially for like yeah. why? Why would you play devil's advocate for that? That. Yeah. He to oh yeah, man, I'm gonna shot the white guy. with hope you shoot white girl. No, 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 not hope. What you know? But we. I've we, never really seen a white person been shot in like in those police videos. We being honest. Yeah, I've never seen a white person. Yeah. Why do, why do we? Why are black people like so devalue like? You know what I'm saying? When it comes to, like, why is, uh, you know, fatal force used on us so much? You never see, like, you see the videos, like Dr. Umar saying, like, how, uh, you know, uh, a white man could be wielding a, a, you know, a blade or anything, an officer, and the officer won't shoot. But when it comes to black folk, it's just, like, fatal force 100%. And, bro, you know they see us as, like, beasts and, like, creatures of obscure nature so i mean it's that intimidation but there's no excuse for that like i i don't get it and then another thing i don't get is why we we protest but it's only for such a certain amount of time to get one goal out of the way like we don't we don't have any long lasting effect behind our protesting right I think I think we had to like uh, I think they had to like get that verdict to uh, you know about the George Floyd shit because I think we was ready to fuck something up, bro. Right, and they they knew that too. Like, yeah, I, I agree. Well, Jay, what's your thoughts on it, bro? My thoughts on I mean. You know how they say, you know police officer, you know, stemmed down, it was passed down, like, slave deputy, like, slave chase, like, slave catches. I mean, they, there's less paper, it's more, there's less paperwork for them to kill us, and then, you know, they call it a day. Because when you kill somebody, you know, you, you discharge a weapon, anything, you've all any type of incident, you automatically placed on administrative leave to, like, you know, collect yourself, they send you to therapy, they do all that stuff. Right. So, they would much rather just put a body down, especially black body, do that and get paid to do that instead of arresting a black man, you know, for what X, Y, and Z and filling out all the paper that goes into that. I mean, I'm not numb to it, but it's like, it's, it's the same thing happening every day, right. but it's a different huge story that happens every other month. Like with the, um, what's his name? I don't want to butcher his name, Andrew Brown. The family only got to see 20 seconds of that whole camera clip or whatever. And when they were showing the autopsy, like, where he was shot, he was shot in the back of the neck, execution style and all that. Some more bogus stuff, but, I mean, it is what it is. But at the end of the day, like you were saying about the George Floyd case and all that, I mean, it's still inevitable. They can try to – I think if the masses really sit down and look at 
the time that them boys is facing, they stay. I don't. Yes, they don't. They all gonna get convicted guilty. They all right. gonna be get some, give some time, but they have no priors. And then on top of that, you know, first offense. They cops. Then they have immunity as well. I mean, that's some more bull. They're given immunity because they cops and they signed up for it. But yet, if such and such happens, like I accidentally hit somebody and kill them, I'm getting first degree manslaughter with a vehicle, you know, the vehicle and all that. Shit. I'm getting, I'm getting thrown in the hole, you know. So accidents happen, of course. I mean, accidents. But they get people with accidents actually have a lot of time. They get thrown at them. So at the end of the day, I think we just need to do away with cops. Period. We need to have our own. First of all, I want the black community. I want us to have our own stuff. Being honest, we just need to have our own stuff. Have our own police and have all that on school and all that stuff. And I think that'll be nice for us and our people. I to be honest, I don't want to sound a dickhead, but I really don't care too much about other people. We being honest. You know, you don't sound like a dickhead, bro. I think we need to be more like that. Like, we always try to include, and I don't want to sound racist and shit like that, but we always try to include, like, other minorities. Like, you know what I'm saying? And that shit don't, they don't give a fuck about us. Like, Asians don't, Asians don't give a fuck about us, bro. But they look out for themselves and themselves only, like, right. um, I don't want to point a finger, but, like, the Asian community, or they put their own people on, bro. Like they give them their own jobs. They have their own little sub communities and stuff like that. Like it's either them or nobody else, bro. And black people trying to please the majority as well as the minority just to fit in, bro. But you back when they had segregation times, like the businesses was black owned. Like you know, if blacks were permitted to go there. It was pretty much like black owned. Like the schools, uh, what else they had? Schools, restaurants, anything. So. I mean, we was doing good at that point then. And then when we actually did, you know, when segregation was abolished, that's when, like, you know, we lost, like, our, our Black Wall Street. Like, you know, it all had merged into um one thing. So we really do need to go back to where it was before because that's when Blacks was really, you know, setting themselves up business-wise good and, you know, everything else, like jobs and everything. So... <laughs> But the thing with that is, do you really think like we can ever get back to that? Because it seems like for us to be able to get back to that, it's going to take like a lot of, lot of sacrificing. And what I mean by that is like for a person or a group of people to really like band together, it's got to be uh, some form of how you say like facing extinction you know what i mean like we at ground zero so it's like we got to we have to work together but it seems like once you put a bag or whatever like you know what i'm saying or a new car in a, in one of our faces bro we we ready to you know what i'm saying or we say something like oh we'll come back to the hood once we get all our money and shit like that you know you're right though i agree but yeah it's it most definitely has to be a group effort and i i don't know if like people really ready to do that you know to make that change and it is going to be some kind of sacrifice that has to be made because you do have to give up the luxuries and things that you're accustomed to right now just to you know take a step in that direction of becoming a stronger black community and like a stronger black world as it is in america because like 
so many black people talking about going back to Africa, but we can make Africa right here in America if we're being honest with each other. Now explain what you mean. Hold on real quick. I'm gonna go ahead and jump in. So as far as, you know, they did like the numbers and stuff. They said within probably like the next 10 years, it'll mm-hmm. be the minorities out, outnumbering, um, you know, the white folk and all that stuff. Even then, we would outnumber them, but somehow, some way, like we said, we, I think I'll be, like Dr. Dumas said, and a lot of other guys, we don't, we're not organized. A lot of guys don't want to get organized. They don't want to put forth the effort and sacrifice. But I mean, if you think about it, if we really want that change, because like I said, I feel like we are on a, we like a one-way street. Right. A civil war is inevitable, in my opinion. A civil war is inevitable, even if we want to build our own, like say America, hey, give black people half of the country, like, you know, a few states, whatever. Even if we ask for that, it's going to be a civil war because they want to invade our shit and they want to have a part in it. Or it's going to be civil war just because they don't want black folk to just break away, period. All right. And I think, I ain't going to put the words, but when Barry's saying we can build our own Africa, like we can build our own, we can have our own, I guess I guess he was saying, because you know how Africa, everybody goes after the steel diamonds. We, our iPhones are made oh. out of the material they get in Africa and all that. Yeah. So Africa is really rich. But the thing is, America, America and all these other countries and all these other places, they go in and steal the, the goods and nutrients and all that stuff, and they disperse back to their own places, and they use that. And I don't think those African people, well, if the African people or the African governments do get paid, you know, the people not seeing it. It's more so those people in the suits and ties in Africa. Because I, I know how they show Africa in the movies and stuff. But Africa, it has its pros and cons. I mean, it has its shanty towns and all that, bad bad towns. Then they got the nice side where the, the government officials got running water. They got all that. So worldwide, it's it's the governments are really the biggest problem. The governments are not ethical. They're not humane at all. And eventually, it's going to be some world chaos. Eventually, once people start overthrowing the governments and all that stuff, as far as the protests and stuff go, you know, kind of like in Nigeria when they had their own little thing on what is it, stop, serious. I'm sorry, I don't want to mispronounce it, but, you know, once the people get organized and they really start messing some stuff up, I think that's when people will really start, hey, we need to, you know, we might have to change what we're doing. But until then, I mean, if we're not organized, I ain't going to be in a hill of beans. But go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, as a community, we just got to stop looking for, like, a savior, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we 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 all on social media. We see how, you know, our community was, was really, like, rooting for, you know, Joe Biden and everything. But that man... Uh, in all honesty, he don't give a damn about us. He got on national radio. He got on the Breakfast Club and said, if you don't vote for me, then you're not black. That should have been, I mean, it was it was a, a plethora of red flags, but that should have <laughs> been the one to be like, okay, this nigga, he's not serious, bro. Like, then he, he I think he uh signed like a transgender bill. He What has he done for black, like, what has he done for black people, bro? 
he hasn't spoke out about none of the none of the killings and shit like that. Like, and that's the and that's the thing with the Obama administration. Like, I don't think Obama's a bad dude or whatever, but it's just like the government knew what they were doing. Cause I, I I've always felt like presidents are selected, not elected. So for me, it's like they kind of knew, and, and, and this is why this is why I say people in the government, the higher powers, they're like evil geniuses because they know they know what we thinking, how we gonna think, you know. They 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 controlling this puzzle, bro. So my thing is like once he got elected, that shut us up for like eight years, bro. Because we so our people so emotional, bro. Because we've been trauma filled our whole existence. Well, over here we have. You know what I mean? So it was like, this is going to shut them up. But it didn't really do anything for us, bro. Like, I don't remember, I don't necessarily remember Obama, like, speaking up for Mike Brown or, like, none of that shit. And a lot of that shit happened under his watch. But, you know, I I don't agree with, like, some people say he got to keep Congress happy. But at, at some point, bro, it's like, you have to have some black pride, bro. They have white pride. They stomped into the fucking Capitol build. Like, come on, bro. Like, why don't why don't we have the same? And I was telling me and Jay was having a conversation. Not so much I agree with what they did, but at least they willing to go to war about something, bro. It's like we just sitting back. They killing us in the streets. They killing 15-year-old girls, bro. Zimmerman out here signing Skittles packs. But like, come on, man. Like this shit is ridiculous. I'll say that to say. One Donald Trump really did like organize it. Like, I hate to make it sound that way, but if you see on Twitter, like, but like weeks before it even happened, you know, he he was like, uh, such and such date, you'll be sorry. This and the other, like, Trump had his own thing going on, like, he has his own cloak. One thing about white people is they know they're going to get the, the minimal punishment for whatever consequence or action they're gonna like do on this soil, if a black person did something like that, or if a group of black people did that, you already know how it is. Like, and with white people being like such the majority and black people being such a small um, minority, we have to get other minorities to come with us and like do things like that. And like, that's one thing that we like fall at because we're small in number, you know, um, but yeah, I mean, like white people, they just they know, like they know what and what not to do. You know what I'm saying? Word. And it's like it's like we never had nothing that's solely just for black people. You know what I'm saying? Even with the, the Civil Rights Act, it benefited like the other minorities and everything. So it's like this country isn't afraid to kill us in the streets, bro. Like, cause they know we're not gonna we're not gonna go crazy, bro. Like you have to, you have to have some form of res- like, not so much respect, but it's like, damn, bro, they them niggas in the Capitol bill. Like, bro, I remember looking at my phone. It's like, is this like real, bro? Like these niggas in the Capitol bill all because of Trump and shit. You know what I mean, bro? Yeah. All because of election, bro, and they killing our little girls and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, I'm saying, uh, what's the uh? When you think about uh. Like how a kidnapping our our girls and everything, bro. Shit, we don't we don't fight enough, bro. So they feel like they can get away with anything. Cause we give them the ability to. Word. Yeah, on the one fact, 
people do a lot of is just like roll over and take it like we'll rather grieve in the pain of the aftermath of what's going on instead of fighting for what's like really ours right now and I don't want to say we let it happen to us but at the same time we kind of do because we not we not really doing what we supposed to do as a people you know what I'm saying right. and, and like like you said we looking for a leader but the leaders that we look for are always white or if they're not white, they black, but they they stuck up the white person's ass. Like, you know what I'm saying? We don't have like the the Marcus Garveys or the Malcolm X's. That's what we need to really transform our people and like you know our status in society. And until we get that, we just gonna be at the same point we are in society right now. And, and you know, like when you when you said the comment about like Marcus Garvey and you know the Malcolm X's of the world, I think we do have people that are willing to stand up for the people, but our people have been, you know, saying brainwashed with this Christianity bullshit that they don't want to give Rizza Islam a chance simply because you know what I'm saying he's Muslim and shit like that. Like we so we so stuck in this trends of Christianity and you know what I'm saying we don't give ourselves black people don't give black people no chance, bro. And that's with anything. Black person open a new restaurant, they made one mistake. Oh, I ain't going back there no more. But a white you go to a white restaurant, yeah, it was okay. You know what I mean? It's just we the most critical. We 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 critique our people to a T, bro. And just, just think about the fact that we just seen this. I'm not gonna say I don't know if Asian people get attacked for me. I don't know. I don't because nothing to do. But the fact that it was documented for like a month or two, and now they have an anti-Asian hate bill. How do yet black people have no? And then to another point, you know, like like you were saying about Rizzi Islam because he's Muslim. People, listen, I don't care what religion you are. Every religion has its own niche that le- leads into the same fountain. Right. Just because you receive it a different way than somebody else doesn't mean jack. And that's another thing. Well, Rizzi and them boys, Minister Farrakhan, Minister Farrakhan has studied all the different religions. And he knows the lingo of all the different religions. He knows how to talk to the masses. Regardless if you agree with his religion or not, somehow, some way, all these religions are connected. So the fact that you think that no, I'm not gonna fight back, I'm not gonna do this because it's not Christian. Like, <laughs> Jesus was crucified on the cross because right. he stood for what he believed in. So the fact that people scared to sacrifice, okay, you're Christian, but you're not willing to sacrifice for your people like Jesus did. Right. The brother, he knew somebody was gonna betray him. Malcolm knew somebody was gonna betray him. Like, we have to get over this selfish crap. Like, you're Christian, but yet when it comes to black, I don't see no color. I don't believe. What you mean you don't see color? You got If you go apply for a job right now, they see your name, they see your face. You are black to them. They not gonna try to hire you. Oh, why why does he have an afro? I don't know. It's not professional. Why does she have braids? Oh, that's not professional. What? And then I'll like why all of a sudden is afros and natural black people's hair not professional? 
Y'all want to say that in the 70s, 80s when my granddad was rocking the Afro? Like, why is everything y'all trying to shape and mold us now? Brothers was getting slick back hairs because, they, you know, the white guys had they slick hair. You know, comb. we have to get our head out of our asses and start doing the groundwork. That's just that's just a fact. Everybody shouldn't be worrying about Louis Vuitton, Gucci. Worry, start reading some books and start getting educated. Fair. The best way to screw the system is screw the system right back. Like you look at all these black brothers that's not making money and all that, like 19 keys and all that, they are screwing the system back. They're getting involved with cryptocurrency. Like you have to start, the world is going this way. They call it New World Order. Pretty soon, we are we already here. We're in the first phases of it. But you have to start educating yourself now to survive. That's how I spoke my piece. No, and I and I think I think a lot of it is just this whole, you know, we still living in white supremacy today, bro. Like of course. Right. 60s, 70s, bro. You could graduate high school, you know what I'm saying, with a plumber certification, electrician certification, and all that. But now when they, they made it so you had to go to college to get those things, you know what I'm saying? So now it's like kids don't want to go to college and shit like that. Or if they do go to college, they want to spend, you know, 50, 100,000, 200,000 just to get those degrees. I mean, back then, you can make an honest, you know what I'm saying, a healthy living off of that. But, you know, we get this idea that, um, you know, like I say, you always, you always think that you have to either throw a spiral or go viral, bro, to make it out. You know what I'm saying? So, and I remember being a kid thinking that, bro, like, Either you gonna rap or you gonna goddamn play ball or some shit, bro. And as black and as kids, bro, we don't see, you know what I'm saying, the businessmen as the superheroes when we young, you know what I mean? Cause we always pay attention to Flash. And that has a lot to do with the trauma we've experienced, bro. Flash is very it's very appealing to us, bro. Because yeah. as a people, we'd rather look it than have it. Go ahead, oh no! Nah, I what you said was pretty much like I, I can agree with like, and now like I saw that as a kid like you know we all grow up seeing like the flash and stuff, but nowadays like the real successful millionaires and like we was talking last night the ones who really have it don't flaunt it. They'll they'll let that money work for them, and that's one thing. That's another thing we do in the black community. We throw so much money away just to look the part to not even be the part you know what i'm saying you you wearing like you wearing the clothes of somebody who earns six figures but you struggling to pay your bills you know what i'm saying we struggle just to be seen but like we live in paycheck to paycheck just to you know what i'm saying for an image right we still not being respected by the majority so why even do that like that's one thing we got to move out of, and as soon as we, as soon as we like change the way we spend our money, especially within like the white community, because we throw a lot of uh, money away in the white community. As soon as we change that, bro, that's when things are going to start changing for us. They see, well, we're not making this money from the, from this sector of you know our uh, population, so you know we can change this, and you know like that's when they're really going to start to gravel towards us because they need us more than we need them. And that's something we don't realize. Like the black 
the black community makes up so much of the economic, uh, you know, the economics, like the economy's pocket. Right. And for us to be such a small, you know, percentage in society, that says a lot. Like, we should really be like controlling things around here, but we we give our money away to the wrong things and the wrong people, so things aren't going to change. Right. And then you got things like, and they slapping us in the face, bro. It's kind of like, I hate to say it, but it's kind of like the black community is kind of the whore economically, bro, because we get wrung out like towels, bro. Like for Timberland, the company, like, you know, to make the boots and everything, for them to come out and be like, and say that hip hop and the black community had nothing to do with, you know what I'm saying? They revenue and all that. Like, come on, bro. Crackers. You know what I'm saying? Like how Jay and Biggs were saying how Chris Style, you know what I'm saying, wouldn't even do a brand deal with them, bro. Right. And they made it popping. Like hip hop made Chris Style pop, bro. Right. And for them to not even want to, you know what I'm saying, try to work with them or anything or pay homage or that shows you how they feel about you, bro. Agreed. That's for sure, bro. It's, it's a lot of, like, the pop culture that Blacks have, because, you know, white people want to be us, bro. Right. Yes. We don't realize that we're busy trying to be to match the white people, and they just want a piece of what we got, bro. And, and that's something that really does agitate me. That's why I'm such, like, a huge advocate of, like, the HBCU community. Because it's you see, like we got a vice president who came from the HBCU community. Like they're producing leaders. Like you can really make it out, no matter what situation you, you know, come out of. So I mean, I don't. I, I hate how people feel like they have to go to a certain place just to thrive. But you can thrive anywhere out of any situation. It's all about what you're doing, your impact. You know what I'm saying? And then if you if you talk to those people and you understand why they want to do it, their reasons are the dumbest ever. Like, you want to go to HBCU because of the vibe you get or, you know, the parties. Like, it's more to it than that. Like, you don't understand the, the struggle that HBCU students go through. So for you not to understand the 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 culture of an HBCU student, don't try to claim it. It's the same thing with whites and hip-hop culture. Right. <laughs> Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, bro, we so busy trying to code switch that we tricking each other out of our own position, bro. That's a bar, nigga. <laughs> That's a bar. It, and, and to HBCU point, you know how, like, those some of the actors and, you know, Oprah and Spike Lee and all those, they give to certain, those big name, you know, HBCUs. Mm-hmm. I feel like, if we can get, you know, some of those, like you were saying, it's not, it's not about like some of those football players and basketball players. I feel like they should take that next step. Cause you know, HBCUs, you know, if they don't have the funds to have like good coaches, you know, stuff like that, you go there, you bring in like say a big name like Mikey. Say Mikey does go to HBCU. Now people are like, okay, here at HBCU, I'm gonna go check them out. Now every now the money's pouring into that, to that school. And then that brings more attention. And then that switches up the game right. in a way. You know, kind of like, let's, let me put it in music terms. Say uh, say Drake. Drake um, Drake's last album was, that was in his contract, you know, cash. So basically, if Drake goes indie, Drake is going to mess up 
the record level game. Think about how big Drake is. I don't care if he put out 10 more crap albums or whatever. Drake is still Drake. But the fact that he's bringing money to his record level, like OBO and all that, that shifts the game. So we have to realize that hey, we can change the game if we do this. Because say, it's, oh, I don't want to go to HBCU. Okay, we'll make it better for the next generation coming up. Because they see you go there, now they bringing in money. That brings in better funding, better uniforms for the athletic program. That brings in more money for different, what do they call them, um, different clubs and stuff like that. I mean, that stuff like that is game changing. You would think about it. I mean, it's all about education, but I mean, this stuff is at our fingertips. We walk around with computers in our hands all day long. So it don't take much to even read it. And nowadays, you ain't even got to read this stuff. You can listen to audio books. I mean, it's really no excuse to not, you know, be put on game to the information. Another thing, black people, we don't don't be trying to hear other black people got to say either. You say what? No, I I was always told, like, if you don't want a black person to know something, write it down. Because they ain't going to read it. Right. Yeah, like what? Why is it so hard to educate ourselves, you know? You can learn a lot from just reading certain books. Right. I used to hate reading books growing up. Now I'm like, dang, what book am I going to read this month? What book am I reading? Like, right. man, there's so much knowledge in these books. And then it's so much free game out here. But I think a lot of black folk don't want to help a lot of black folk. Like you say, a lot of black folk don't want to shop with black folk. Because I think just because it's black, they feel like, oh, man, you know, woohoo, all this and that. But they don't really support People will go to the movies support Quentin Tarantino. I mean, he's amazing, but they'll go there. Oh man, this is amazing. A black person make a movie that was just as dope. It's like, uh, like you, it's cool, cool, G, nothing crazy. You gotta Boys call it every little thing, bro. Yeah, it's always, it's never from no positive. It's, yeah, it's never positive. Even if I don't like something, I'm like, okay, it wasn't for me. Like some of the music that we talked about today. If I, even if I don't like it, I'm still support. I'm still share it. I'm still do this and that. I think we have to come from a place of love, even when the world is a cold place. Right. The world is the world is cold all over. Every country, every continent, is something going on everywhere. It's trafficking going on every day. It's rapists. It's it's government that's out here. It's government people in the government that's rapists. They racist. You name it. Laundering money. Like it's a, it's so much going on in this world. And I think a lot of people have to really have to give yourself time and, and give yourself meditation days and all that stuff. You have to break away from the world to keep your sanity and your composure and keep your joy and happiness. Because if you're not keeping that joy and turning it into love, but you're not taking that energy and put doing it for the betterment of people, period. I mean, what are you doing it for? Right. You're just wasting up space. I don't want to say it like that, but you're wasting up space on earth if you're not doing something for the next person to show the next person I love. That's all some people need sometimes. And that's right. another thing. Like our grandparents' generation, think about this. Like how they keep telling us to go back to school and do this and that. Right. That's what they had to do. Uh, now we, and now our job as their grandchildren is to show them, hey, we don't have to keep surviving like this. We can do it better than how they used to do it back then. Right. You don't have to keep struggling to go to school and be in debt to make it. You don't have to do that. It's different avenues now. That's I think that's the biggest thing I've been teaching my grandfather. It's not, you don't have to struggle no more like that. It's different ways and better ways to do that. I understand the always work, but it's a better way and more efficient way to do things. Right. Well, hell yeah. Bro, that's yeah, like, I think, oh, go ahead on. 
Oh, and I was gonna say, I think as like the generation in like 99, 98, 95, and, and then on, we have to teach our grandparents. Like, we're the last elite. Like, think about 2000, 2000, we'll be the last elites. Just think right. about that. Now, these new kids is wild. I'm, I'm just being honest. We have to teach our grandparents and our parents. It's different because our parents, they was here when that when that shift started with the, you know, with the culture is now. But our grandparents, they they were so far gone. They were still in their old ways. So as grandkids and, you know, we have to have to teach them and also be able to teach our kids when that time comes, you know, just we have to educate as many people as we can, you know, to live better and more efficient. But go ahead, my fault. Oh, no, you good. Um, I was going to actually add on to what you're saying, was like with our grandparents going to school and doing what they had to do. But they really paved the way so we don't have to do that. And we have to transition into that next phase, but right? like, that's yeah. something so lost. Like, um, we throwing away so much money with the school system, bro, because things are so much easier to do now. Like, it's so many more avenues for Black people to make money, and and not everybody is going to be able to, like, you know, sell lashes and do it, you know, you know, stuff like that. But the money is there. Like, you know, people flipping houses. You got the stock market. Like, it's so much game out there. And one thing black people don't do is pass it down to each other like we're supposed to. We'll rather sit here, keep it to ourselves. Well, you know, white people be easy to put white people on because, hey, they're going to keep it going. If my family got it already, I'm going to make sure another white family get it. And then it's, it's a trend, bro. But as soon as white people get some, I mean, black people get their money, bro, hey, they off to themselves. They got it. They passing it off to nobody else, bro. That's what we fail in to realize, like, we we messing ourselves up even though we got the resources right here at hand that we need. I think I think a lot of times with our people, it's like we don't want to not talking about us per se, but you know, older people they don't really want to give game because they want to they want to look back and see okay how he gonna deal with the situation is he gonna handle it better than I did. Right. We, a lot of times, you know, they they don't want to give game because. They don't want you to elevate higher than they did. Right. But white people, they thing is, you, you're not better than me. Even if you do reach this level, you're not better than me because I can get there too. Right. But as 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 I, with our people, we think that it's only one bag. You know what I mean? Right. Everybody can eat. This world is huge, bro. Right. It's like everybody can eat, but we don't we don't see that. Like I say, like I always say, people want you to be blessed as long as you're not more blessed than them. You know what I mean? So hopefully, you know, hopefully we we, we can do better, but. Mm. And jump on what you were saying about how the older folk don't want to put us on game. Think about it like this. If you you have a child, are you not going to tell your child, hey, don't do this and hey, I, I don't, you know, are you, are you not going to try to lead them in the right direction? They don't have to go through the same hurt. That you went. Why would you want your child to go through the same struggle that you went through? Because just because you made it don't mean everybody else gonna make it. What what you eat ain't gonna you know fill me up. So why would you put your child or somebody else through the pain that you know it brought you? Why would you want somebody else to experience that? That's a that's a sick way of living and thinking. And then like white people share games with black folk all day. Because you know what I think it is. They like okay. I'm gonna give you this game, but you ain't gonna be able to get your your peoples on it. Mm-hmm. Think about that. You can't multiply. You put me so 
yeah, because you can meet some white people. They, they oh, that's how you trade and stop, man. I, this is the best stock to buy. You know, it's gonna it's gonna double and triple multiply. You know, they could be a mechanic. Hey, this is how you do this and that. They they will willingly train black folk. They will train everybody. They don't care. But the thing is, a lot of the passing of, of games stop with us. We don't we don't share, and a lot of times we do share. A lot of people ain't trying to hear it. It's like, oh, oh this man, oh, dude, what are you talking about? Like, come on, why are we? It's hard to pass. That's why I give you one shot and that's it. I don't have time to play, especially, I'm at, we early in our 20s, you know, this is the time to be selfish and grind it out. Because a lot of our parents, a lot of their parents, they don't have wills, they ain't had nothing to leave their kids when they passed. Like, they have. You know, it's more so, hey, I'm just trying to make it. Surviving. Why are you just trying to make it? Why are you trying to survive? This is not, this is not time to be doing that. Like, all people is making money just from you liking their post on Instagram. You <laughs> can monetize everything. People is getting paid just because you click on their Amazon link. People is getting paid if you listen to their music. People was getting paid to, to just do anything. Right. Niggas getting paid to eat food now. I seen the advertising. <laughs> what are they doing? <laughs> they getting paid to eat food. I don't. It's no excuse why you shouldn't be out here grinding and eating. All day. I'm going to just work at the plant. I'm going to call it. Now, what? You satisfied with just working at the plant? That's all they know. Then what do you do after work? No, don't get mad started. Don't get mad. Go ahead, man. I ain't even finna dive into it. But one thing I will say is that, like, I can piggyback off of what you said was, you said we don't listen to one another. A reason we don't listen to one another is because we don't want to make, we don't want the impression that somebody else is better than us, bro. Mm -hmm. As black people, we stay at constant competition. And that's what always like knocks us down. Like, oh, he think he better than me. Watch what I do. Oh, you know what? They can they can be, you know, more better off than I am. So I, I nah, I ain't I ain't finna tell them that. Nah, I'm gonna let them find out on their own the same way I did. Bro, why we why do we think like that? You know what I'm saying? Where it's like you can people scared to learn from people that's younger than them too. Like. I, I, I've seen that too, but it's yeah. like, why would you be, if Bad's got some information, he'd be like, he kind of, he'd be like, hey, y'all, we can do this, 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 and this. All we got to do is da, 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 da. Why wouldn't we be open, you know what I'm saying, all ears to hear that, bro? Why we got to be like, nah, he's younger than us, you know? Like, so what is, like, what is that, you know what I'm saying? But, I don't know, man. It's that slave mentality, bro. It's the slave And it's a, it's a large question. I'll go ahead on. Oh no, go ahead. I mean, I, I was just saying we we crabs in the bucket, bro. Like, don't nobody hate on black people more than black people, right? Like, why? Like, like white people is cool with us. Like, I'm not saying this in a in a cool way or not like that. I'm saying that to say this, white people. What's like they aim to please us in a way. Right. They want to fit in with us just because of like who we are. Like people don't realize that you you are a king and a queen. Like 
do you not know the power that you possess? And we fail to realize that every like every single day. Okay, we do. We might need them for you know to get up in society. But look, we can use them just like they used us for how many years? Hundreds. Is we we stuck in the system, bro? Where we feel like we need the white man when really they need us. That's all it is, bro. That's a fact. When you realize that you don't need them and that you can make it on your own, that's where everything else opens up at. But you have to be willing to accept that. Right. Word, word, word. Yourself. No, go ahead, G. No, I'm saying every time we bring the crabs in the bucket, you know, like why can't it be that one crab that just keep holding on to everybody just keep pulling them up it is always hey i ain't gonna let you get it why can't we help the one crab get out and then everybody you know get put on game why is it always and then once the black people start do making money all they ask oh he a seller all this and that but nipsey nipsey think about that whole block he was building he was doing so much in this community but yet people was hating on him because he was on man he he gentrifying why is it? No, he's buying back the neighborhood from the white folk and then giving back to y'all. He's giving y'all jobs. He's doing this for y'all. He's having food and all. He's doing this for y'all. He's doing this for us. But like Ben said, it's a, we always hate him. That, that don't make no sense to me. I understand we hold each other to a high standard, but at a point, it does become hating. Right. We are the most artistic. And everything we do, sports, like whatever it is, I mean, they got the got hockey. I mean, they can eat that, but still, like everything, everything else we had, we can dominate hockey if we wanted to. You were talking. See, I mean, it's a couple of black dudes that's killing the hockey, but literally every time some all all black comes out, hey, oh man, that's trash. I don't even watch that. I mean, uh, I ain't looking at that. I ain't, and that's what. It's always that. Always, and you know what's another thing is if something is like, notice how when like black movies or black films like do numbers, it's something clowning black people, bro. Right. Like them, y'all saw how how them got out like the numbers and stuff like that, but look at how they portrayed black people. Crazy, beef yeah. out of their minds. Not belonging in the society that they was supposed to be in. But you see the numbers it did. Look how it makes you think about black people going forward. Bro, they playing a game on us and we fail to realize what they're doing. And it's on us. Like we can't act like we we not paying attention to it because we are. No, they 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 definitely thriving off our stereotypes, bro. Always. And, and that's why, you know, I, I Tyler Perry, of course, you know what I'm saying? I love what he's doing, you know what I'm saying? Putting black people on, but, you know, in some of those plays, bro, he's kind of like being that, you know what I'm saying? To those stereotypes, the baby mamas, uh, you know what I'm saying? The dysfunctional relationships and all that. It's like, at some point, like, we gotta, we got, we we need something different, bro. Like, it's shining like a positive light on, you right. know, our community, bro. But hey, people gonna put out what sell, you know what I mean? Right. 
Because if somebody did put something out positive, what black people gonna say? Oh no, this trash, man. We addicted to trauma, man. We addicted to somebody getting slapped. We addicted to somebody getting kicked out, somebody cussing, yelling. We addicted that because that's all we know. That's all we seen. They ain't do nothing but take what was happening on the field to the to the television screen, bro. That's all they did, man. Yeah, yeah. but it's always fun to see black folk calling out black folk. They're, they're talking to white folk. That's probably the funniest thing about it. I just be scrolling through the phone. I'm like, what? You calling this brother out and this white man doing this and that. I mean, I call I call I, I call black people in Albany. I mean, when they be saying some coons, I call them out. It's cool. Look at this coon. But I call a white person why I call a black person. Like, right. Like you get what I'm saying? I'm not saying I don't call out black folk when they like, I call out the coons, okay? Right. I call out the coons. I just find it funny how we direct our anger towards the black person first before we direct it to the white person. I mean, right. at the end of the day, everything goes back to race. I don't care what this country is racist. Then that black talking about, oh, America's not, what? Our founding fathers owned slaves. What are you, what are we talking about? Yeah. What are we talking about? Did you, did Who's you? Slaves? Did you see that uh Chicago's uh was it he was on the school board or something like that? And he told uh a teacher at a meeting, he was like, Y'all should try to teach not only the, the bad things, but the good things about slavery. That should tell us as a consensus how they feel about us, bro. Right. The good things about slavery. <laughs> what's what's one good like what's one good thing about slavery? I guess a couple songs got made, but that's what that's that's comedic. <laughs> Word, bro. Pimple is a nigga spirit. Some hits. Man, the fact when you really think about it, y'all remember how thick them textbooks was in high school and all that stuff, right? right. Why is it yeah. that we only got like 40 or 50 pages? <laughs> And those Literally, two, 40 or 50 and those pages. 40, 50 pages ain't talking nothing about Mark. They just talking about Martin Luther King's civil rights, bro. That's all it's talking about. No, to be honest, bro, we got a chapter. And in that chapter, you got about three to five pages of the civil rights movement. And then they cover all the other minorities. Y'all realize that? Mm-hmm. Bro, it is a black history chapter. It has only been minorities. Which doesn't really get talked, and if it gets talked, you only gonna talk about it for a little bit and go on to the next thing. Right. Well, this right. Has to, especially in our education system, like with high schools. And another thing I will say is that African American studies, history, and religion, and everything else does not get enforced anywhere else but HBCUs. Uh, other uh, other schools give uh, kids not only the choice, but they also give them other uh, cultures as well. But a lot of these institutions, Black people did the footwork for, you know, building it up, setting up the community around it. You can't say all white people did this because look what Black people did just for you to be in that position. Black people is what really made America. No, nah, we definitely the foundation, bro. 
But we gonna it, it, as long as as long as these youngins see these niggas with these Lamborghinis that ain't theirs, that they don't bought with their advance money, bro. And these thirty thousand dollar chains that ain't theirs. You know what I'm saying? We I don't know. We we so addicted to the flash, man. Like we we so addicted to that short term money, bro. All right. And we want every. I I say our people want everything fast, bro. And I and I think a lot of it in, in our community, we do this thing where we compare our kids to one another. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, your cousin doing that, da da da. da. Well, you, well, your brother and them, he he doing this and all that. You know what I'm saying? So, you know what I'm saying. As a child, you you kind of confuse you, cause you. It's like you're trying to please people at the same time, and you're still trying to figure out who you are. Right. And in doing that, you ain't gonna get nowhere. So yeah, it's crazy you say that because, like, I just saw somebody talking about that on Snap. I want to say that was like two, three days ago. She was. I, I'm in such competition with my sister. It's hard for me to really find myself and who I am. Right. I'm like, think about like the 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 trauma that our parents like that like the parents is putting on the child. Not trauma, just pressure in general. Like that you have to be you have to you have to be at that certain standard to satisfy them, bro. Right. We gotta move out of that too, trying to satisfy our parents, bro, because we give up so much of our own personal satisfaction that we missing out on what's gonna affect us going down the road, you know, for many years to come. But you you know what's so crazy? This is how it go in the in the black community. They say, you need to do this and you need to do that. Okay, let's say you actually do what they tell you to do. Right when you don't get where you where they wanted you to get, guess what they say? Well, you should have followed your dream then if that was you want to do that. Yeah, you had to listen to me. And it's like, huh? What you, like, what are you talking about? Exactly. Like, and I think it, it, it's, it's, in our community, we, we scared to take risks, bro. Oh, for sure. Because the window for us is so small, bro. Most definitely. You're going to hit or you're going to miss. And when you miss, you hit rock bottom. Most definitely. Like, in, in, in the white community, their parents make sure they're straight, make sure they're housing straight, make sure they got food, books is straight, tuition, good and everything. But it's like, in the black community, we kind of don't want to be, I ain't going to say we don't want to be around our parents, but it's like every time they do something for us, it gotta come with something, you know what I'm saying? Right. Well, I did this for you. Uh uh, you know what I mean? Uh and you ain't even say thank you. Like if you oh, they love that. They love that one. Things, things have to be, and I always say this, I, I preach this, bro. Things have to be more genuine, bro. All right. Like don't do something because you're gonna hold it over my head. You know what I'm saying? Do something for me because you genu you genuinely want me to be able to use this. Don't because once you give me something and you tell me that you know what I'm saying I didn't thank you enough for that. You know what I mean? It no longer becomes an asset. It becomes a liability because right. it comes with trauma. It comes with that pressure. So I don't want you know what I'm saying. As as a people, we have to stop that, bro. Correct. For real, for real. Yeah, I think the fact that white kids are giving that grace, white people, especially especially up here, I see it. These kids, freshman year, driving all these Range Rovers and all this, 
then sometimes they don't even go to college when they graduate. They say, oh, I'm gonna just, you know, dad, can I get an allowance? Yeah. Is it co- like, why is it that black people, I understand black people, we have to, they, you gotta, you know, you gotta make it happen because, you know, it's, everybody is against you. All right. You know, and the, I mean, we all gonna have to have that talk. You know, we have kids, you know, we don't have that. Hey, yo, you know, everybody's against you. I'm gonna give you the tools you need to, you know, make it through while, while you're here on this earth. But growing up, you're not really giving that, you know, say, say you got artists, you got this and that. You, I'm gonna, you know, play the piano. I can play the piano real good, but that's not gonna pay your bills. Why, why are you doing it? That's not going to help you a lot. Why are you playing the piano? Instead of encouraging your child to, okay, I'm going to put you in as many camps as you want to. I'm going to sign you for all this and that so you can play your piano. But also remember to have a backup plan. It's never from a... We have to not come from a condemning place when we raising kids. We have to come from a place of love. Love is unconditional. Love has no... What do you call them? Love has no conditions, you know? Right. You can't put conditions on love. Oh, I love you only if you stop doing this and that. You can't you can't do that. Right. Like I was like I was looking back on one of DMX's um old old clips. And, you know, I mean his son, you know, his son loves him, you know. Recipe that his son loves him. He was like, Dad, I want you to be, I want you to be sober. You know, I I'll love you, you know, I'll have a relationship with you then if you if you're sober. Right. And it and that's like that's heartbreak. I understand you want your father to be, you know, sober for you have relationship, but the fact that when X said, I know I don't want you to do that. Either you're gonna love me for me, and you you can't love me at all. And that's as heartbreaking as that whole situation was, you know, we can't put conditions on love. And as a black parent, nobody in this world loves us but hopefully your parents or your people but as we can see black folk we don't we don't really love each other it's really there's no way we really love each other because we be organized we be doing stuff you know this and that but we have to teach our kids to chase your dreams and chase your passion because you're never gonna know what you want to do uh, you can you can say hey, i want to do this when i get older but do you really know what you want to do when you get older no. I think you figure it out the more you go and the more you grow. Right. People change what they want to do all the time. Because right. you can say, I want to do this for the rest of my life. Then you start doing it like, man, it's whack. And then you find your calling. It may not be as much as $70,000, $80,000 a year, but if you love it, why does the money matter? Because right. if, if you love it so much, you'll do it for free. Right. You know. So I think that's the biggest thing. We have to unconditional love and just help give our kids tools even if we feel like you know it's like whatever they chase and not gonna make them money but it's not always always about the money it's about the journey you know all right the, the, the money is always the motive like for college and everything like i remember being in college i was like 17 bro and i remember like a like my mother was was saying like you should do this because you know what I'm saying the money and the money doesn't necessarily matter. And and then, you know, we don't even have like a grace period to even figure out, you know, what we want to do. You kind of just like thrown in the fire. 
So you, you put this 17 is 18 year old. Some kids are going to school at like 16. You put them in this position to where, you know what I'm saying, they in debt. Well, the, the job that they, they may or may not get, you know what I'm saying, it's not guaranteed. But guess what is guaranteed? That 50, that 60, that 70, that 80, that $100,000, you know what I'm saying? So I don't know. You, you see a lot of kids resent their parents nowadays simply because you didn't get them a chance to, you know what I'm saying, be themselves. Or And, and, and before, before we even started recording, I was telling you about the situation where the guy had the – had the uh the baby with the girl and my thing is you're not even financially set up to even have a child i think that's one of the most selfish things you can do bro like right. have kids no seriously they like have kids and not be financially stable because what what you gonna see them kids as is a burden bro you're not gonna really take the time to get to know them because you feel like you have to do stuff for them you should want to do things for your child you know what i mean you don't see them as, well, I got to take this boy down there. I got to do all this. I got to do all that, bro. So you never really, like, get a chance to know your kids and have fun with them. That's a fact. And I think the craziest, like, better thing, but the competition with your sibling, I don't think we should. It's okay to, you know, have you a little friendly, you know, like a friendly face, like a friendly competition. Like, yeah, I bet you I have, you know, I bet you I Good job for you, you know. Uh, you know the I bet you I do this for you. I bet you I prom- get promoted for you. I mean that's cool, but we have to get out of that competition with everybody. You know, we have to. It's okay to have friendly competition. You know, like friendly, hey. like like the com- like the conversation we was having about you know what I'm saying DJing and stuff like that. Yeah, in, in that we just pushing each other's. You know what I'm saying? It's like fun. It's like damn nigga, let's get it. Like type shit. It's, you know what I mean? But go ahead. But I just want to. Yeah, basically, you know, like you can have like those friendly phases, those friendly debates, you know, friendly all that. But when it comes like to like the nitty gritty, like the actual business, like, hey man, come on, let me, hey, come with me, let's let's go to this meeting, let me let's go to this financial class, let's do this, let's do that, hey, let's it come to this nonprofit organization, hey, let's help pass out food to the home, like let's get out of that competition mode, unless you know, when it comes when it really matters, let's let's handle business. But then again, we can also have fun with it too. Right. And I think a lot of people be so focused on that. They be so focused on business and the money making and all that. Like, hey, I gotta survive. But you let life pass you by. You really do. You're like, not gonna be able to enjoy what you're doing. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's like, man, there's people dying every day. It's kids that don't make it to the age of 18, not even because they get shot or they die. It's, Every it's so much stuff that people get kidnapped, people have cancers when they're younger. Like it's so much that goes on every day in people's lives. We don't know. People get cancer, people have tumors, people people get hit by car. Like it's a lot of stuff that goes on in everyday life. And if you don't enjoy and cherish all these moments with your people and enjoy your life while you're going through that motion, you're gonna let life slip you by. Like those zombies at the plant. Fam, you're working at a plant. I understand you're working for money for your livelihood. But yet, once again, seeing your family after you get off your job and then you only get to really spend the day with them on Sunday, you missing games, you missing ballet dances, you missing all this stuff because you're so worried about a dollar. And I think that's one thing I never want to do. When I have kids, I don't want to miss nothing. All right. I want to be there for their first game, for their first dance. Like I want to be there for all that. You don't want to miss. That's monumental stuff. 
Imagine not being able to go to the hospital, see your wife, have your child, because you got to work. Could you imagine? <laughs> That's sickening. Could you like really imagine? That's like a that's like a milestone in your life to see. Oh, my first child! Can hold your first child. Cause I know when I hold my first child, I'm gonna cry. That's that's a milestone. Then I gotta get into that mode. Okay, let me flip the switch. Now I gotta put put you on game, give you the tools you need to survive in this world. And I don't want to miss moments like that because I'm sitting here scrambling for dollars. See, when I'm financially sick and ready to have that child, I'll be okay. I'm gonna take the day off today. Like I'm gonna hit you, hey, bro. I ain't gonna come in work. Today. You know, we going to the hospital. She's gonna have a kid. You can't do that when you're working for someone. Hey, boss. You know, kind of my wife having a baby. Can I? Yeah, I'm gonna give you two, three days off. What? Nah. Tell them. <laughs> you gonna, tell them you about, gonna, tell them. Tell, wait, tell me about the vacations. Uh, vacations thing you had said. That shit was hilarious. Oh, how did how did it go again? Oh, I said, oh yeah, I know the book the tickets. You know, I'm gonna, I didn't book my New York trip for, for two weeks. You know what I'm saying? Let me go ahead and ask my boss some later. Hey, boy, I can take a vacation off two weeks. Uh, go to New York. Oh, uh, <laughs> 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 no, you can't do that. I mean, you get two days. Try to book my ticket. No problem. So you problem. Like, you know? hey, those, oh well. <laughs> like, oh well. <laughs> Imagine you booked your tickets and all this stuff. And you only get approved for two days, but you didn't. You, you supposed to stay in New York for like two weeks. Non-refundable. Yeah, right. refundable. Brian, no doubt. Hmm? What you said, Bez? Oh, I was just saying, nah, bro. Like that's no. A dollar can wait, bro. My point. Like I'm saying, I know y'all don't want to miss those moments. I like, like literally, the kid is born. You don't want to miss that moment. Your kid's first steps. Some of those moments, I mean, you might miss like kids' first step or kids' first word, but you know, that that's that's not. It know. comes, it comes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Then you got, oh my dad, first game tonight. All right, I'm gonna be there. Dad, mm-hmm. playoff game. I'm gonna be there. Class, dad, I got rehearsal. I'm gonna be there. You want to be there. That's the thing a lot of times. Why are we sitting here having these, we having four, five, six, seven children and you can you can barely like feed your damn self. Like, why, what are we doing? $80,000 a year can't help, can't, can't raise no, no four, five kids, bro. Oh, not at all. Like people, and this is another thing we do in our community. We say some shit like, oh, we have to have a child by 25, 20, 26. No. Wait until you wait until you <laughs> financially stable to have your children. Maybe that's not 25, 26, maybe that's 30, 31, 32. But don't 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 set your child up for failure because you don't have anything, bro. You don't have no money saved. You don't know, you know what I'm saying? You ain't got no type of education. You don't you don't understand financial uh freedom. Like you don't, you don't. You don't have the tools to even, you know what I'm saying, have a child. You bring another life into this, you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People don't look at it like that. People just, people think it's cute, man. People think it's cute popping out with kids and shit like that. Yeah, all right. <laughs> You're responsible for somebody's life. And then, and depending on how they come in this world, 
I mean, it's inevitable. Sometimes you have baby people that, I mean, the other person might be a sack of shit. I mean, excuse my language. I mean, they might be. A lot of that stuff affects the kid when they come into this world because the lack of love. I think lack of love is the biggest the biggest thing when it comes to that. Right. I mean, you know, I mean, some people, I mean, sometimes that don't matter for all kids, you know, but certain kids not built like you and me, you know, stuff like that. So I think the biggest thing is with love. And if you're not ready to, mistakes happen. Okay, you have a child, mistake. Okay, cool. But bringing multiple kids to the realm, you know you're not going to be able to really provide for them, you know. And then, and then you're not even, I mean, it's not even the financial, my fault. It's not even the financial. You're not even mentally stable, bro. Fact. Both of us play a part. mentally stable to bring a child into this world, bro. I right, come on, man. And then you want you still want to go out. Uh, I'm gonna take you to grandma, grandma house. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, all they want to do, they want to, they want to cut on, cut on the TV and just let them read to that baby, bro. You know what I'm saying? Do arithmetic with the baby. You know what I'm saying? These, these people just want to turn on Dora. That's what I'm saying. Um. It's it's so That's much. I'm saying, yeah, this is lazy, bro. But like, I'm telling you, bro. That I'm glad you said that, bro. Cause like, it's so much kids to be learning out here than other what's in front of them, bro. Like, what is what is that YouTube doing? Like, come on, be like my grandma. She taught me how to write cursive I when I was young. I don't know what age it was. I can't remember. But I'm saying like. It's so much these kids can really be getting into to like really advance themselves because they're not teaching cursive in school now. Mm. So if you're missing out on that game, you you missing out on the like it's things that we have to be educating our kids ourselves so they can be, you know, on the next level compared to the next child. But the parents have to do it, bro. You can't you can't expect nobody else to do it. My my mother, she sent me to a private school when I was real young. And the thing was with them, they was like, we're going to teach you cursive before we teach you print. Because cursive, that's your signature. Bro, when I went to the bluff, bro, and, and and we had to sign different stuff or whatever, these niggas were signing the signature in print. They don't know cursive. I think it's cute, too. Sick of this shit. I'm sick of... We think it's cute being dumb. I, I'm so tired of this, bro. Like, we think we... We think no, nah, man. I, I'ma say it, bro. We think it's cute being done. Oh, uh, he, he just he love to fight. That boy love. He been fighting since he was about two years old. Like what? What are you talking about? I got him a toy gun. Come on, man. He be picking up cigarette buds and smoking them. That boy, no, that boy, fool. We just like green. Like we, we, we it's love, we love ignorance, bro. Ignorance is not cute, bro. It's yeah. not permissible, bro. Why you come into school with a bonnet on? With with a blanket? Eating hot cheetah. Why you doing that? You making us look crazy. Have some, have some respect. Why you still got coal in your eyes? It's the truth. I used to hate when people I used to hate when people 
I stayed five minutes from Silver Blood. I used to get up at 6 30. I would ask people, I said, boy, what time you get up? 7 30. That's not that is not enough time to wash, get your stuff together. Like it's 30 minutes. It take me, it take me 30 minutes to an hour just to get my mind right. Facts. So you know what that's telling me? You're not you're not, you're not taking care of yourself. That's disgusting. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't care. It's just, I mean, it's just, I know niggas used to come to school just to fight. What are you doing? Like, what? I don't know, man. I don't know. That's, hold on. First of all, waking up in the morning and just throwing on clothes. <laughs> <laughs> That's sick, bro. And, and just getting on the school bus is crazy. <laughs> the first thing I do when I wake up, you know, hey, make, let me make my bed real quick. Because if I make it, I can get back in. And then I go, I go into that bathroom. I grab that washcloth. I get it hot, more like more hot. Wipe my face, wash my whole That's face. Then I get them Q-tips. I get in my head, you know, handle Benny. Then I brush my teeth. Then I brush my tongue. Then after that, you know, I have me a nice little, you know, quick little breakfast, drink of orange juice, you know, whatever I'm gonna do. I'm not leaving that house and I'm going to school. I don't care if I dress like a bum that day. I'm not leaving that house without washing my face and brushing my teeth. Going to school with crust in your face is just nasty. Not cute at all. And then, thank, like he said, people going to school to fight. Like, you know, I don't know how mad you got to be to fight at 8 o'clock in the morning. Well, I can understand being aggravated in the morning. You're like, man, why are you talking so loud? Like, oh, what you, what you doing? Like when Derek used to rap on the bus, like, man, why is you rapping at 8 o'clock in the morning? What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, like, uh, up, bro. Like, I can understand being mad. Bro, fam, fighting oh, at 8 o'clock in the morning is nuts. Wait, wait. Man, say I get on the bus, he rapping. Like, man, I, he all, I <laughs> When Dad's down the bus, I put my headphones in until I got to Silver Blood. I swear to God. I wasn't going for none of that. Uh-uh. Just loud for no reason. Ain't no need to. And people just come. I could understand just like a bum, but coming to school with a bonnet or something. I mean, that ain't. That's like, wow. Why would you? You want to show it to your child like that? I guarantee you that. <laughs> but I mean, people got it. I mean, it's a time and a place for everything. Man, so blow for something else though. Like every year it was always some bull. I could understand fighting somebody that they hit you back. Yeah, cool, cool. Well, fam, he used to fight over the dumbest stuff in high school. Fighting over women? Why are you fighting over women? The women and girls. Yeah, people out here fighting over women, man. Then everybody was in a, a so-called gang or something. Like, listen, what are we doing? <laughs> really, what are we doing? And then they ratting on each other. It's like a lot of stuff that happened. It just it ain't make sense to me. I won't even be that way. Like you blessed to like be in the situation that you in. Like your parents, your parents. Is good financially. Why you wanna? Why you wanna be from the trenches so bad? I I never understood that neither, bro. Like, that trench, we, I, 
all three of us, bro. And it's not no hype in the hood. You know, that's stupid. But we all come from like, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, we don't want to be here. It's like, you know what I'm saying? You, I think you have to have the eye of the tiger to want to get out. You know what I'm saying? Like, all right. we sitting here impregnating these these bimbos. Like, these girls look crazy. They ain't got no aspirations for themselves. Bro, when I when I would see like a fine girl down here, bro, I'd be like, oh my God, she fine. But you go to Charlotte, bro, and you look at you look at them girls from back home, but you'd be like, shit. Yo, especially in college, because in college, bro, you seeing girls from all over, bro. Cali, New York. Oh my God. And they ain't got no bad attitudes neither, bro. They nice. Oh my god! But down here, they 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 all mad, <laughs> like you, like they just upset all the time. What you looking at? I ain't gonna go on a date. He gonna give me no money. Money? If I talk to a dude, you gotta have money. But you don't have anything, ma'am. Exactly. You don't have anything. You had a little butt when we was younger, but now it's limp. You don't have anything, and now you have a son. So now I have to take you down two points. Not to say that you're not worth anything, but you don't have any dreams or aspirations. I mean, Jesus Christ. Disrespecting they self to talk to half the people they talk to. I'm saying, like, you, you got some nerve. Then you get with a you get with a dope boy. And then you get mad at the dope boy for, for you know what I'm saying, doing his thing. You surprised that a dope boy gonna do what a dope boy gonna do. Now you on Facebook crying. We don't wanna see that, man. We have to do better. We love trauma. We love being aggravated. We love posting stuff. Like when, like, God, God, rest in peace, Lanadia, bro. When that, it was a girl who got on her page and said, oh God, not you. Like, why are you on, what are you doing? Why are you jumping on somebody's page posting? Like, because you want attention and you want them likes that you think you're going to get. Like, what are you being? I don't know, bro. Everything is a show for black people. All we do is tap dance. And I'm sick of it. And I think that's the that's a period. Like, you know, when somebody you really love and you really do pass away and you start like, damn, like you really I wouldn't really even the, the last thing on my mind is getting on Facebook if, if somebody I love died. And I'm in a ball somewhere. I'm I'm in the fetal, but I'm crying. Right. Facebook, that ain't even in my what? Last thing that's on my mind. You ain't gonna hear from me. Yeah, that's kind of how it was with my cousin. Uh, that was just so my cousin Brad passed. It just kind of like it, it, I mean, you know, we wouldn't, you know, we how you know how it is when you raised up with somebody, you know. Me and Brad were like close, close, but you know, you raised up with. Right. Your cousin, it's like, and then when I got to know it, it was kind of, it was very, it's like a black cow, though, you know? Right. And that's another reason why I want to, you know, move away from family and all that stuff. Because I feel like I neglected family in a way. Like, you be under, you be under them so much, it's kind of like you don't appreciate the family. You know, like, first I was telling Kay a while, but. Like when you move away and like you come back to visit family for Christmas or Thanksgiving with your family, it's like, hey, I'm ready to see my family now. But when you wanted them so much, it's like, they started getting on your. You take them for granted. Yeah. And that's kind of that's 
like when Brad passed, that's how I felt. I mean, I feel like I took him for granted. I'm like, man, I'll see him next time I go to Augusta or something. Sad, I didn't get that opportunity. Right. You know, so it's so and I think another thing we were talking about last night was like everybody wanting to be home and like, well, I want to be home because I don't want to leave my family and this, that, and the other. But what is your family doing for you, man? They don't do nothing but talk about you. Explain. It, it's it's crazy. It really is. But my thing, like, you don't want to go see nothing different, bro. It's the same old. But when I was staying down here, bro, I was like, I had the worst anxiety, bro. Cause it don't, it don't, it don't matter how far you drive, you still know where you at. All right. And that shit is the. It feel like you in a box, bro. You in a box? Yeah, you in, exactly. But people, hey, if they like it, I love it, man. Do your thing. K Rock ain't finna be down here. Word. That's it. Bands. When I cross that bridge from Augusta to be crossing over the beach, I feel the pressure hit me in the face. <laughs> I swear, this is why I don't. This is why I don't come back like that. I mean, last time I came, it was from you know, it was from you know, passing family passing. But other than that, I wasn't. I don't be having no intentions of coming back really. Now I got a little brother. I mean, I might come back and visit more peoples, but I'm not. All right. I'm like, to be honest, like, we all used to, like, leave and not come back from lunch. I'm like, I used to be like, why don't I never come back? But when I went to school, I don't want to come back. I don't. Why? For what? You know what another thing is, Ben? You, you start to realize that family don't always mean blood. So so now you in the you in the realm of, okay, we're not blood related. I've met this person. We're not blood related. Okay, but I'm starting to love this person like he's my family. Oh, that per- you know what I'm saying? We 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 have this notion of like family has to be blood, but it's more people that ain't my blood that I really rock with, bro. You know what I'm saying? As family, we go do stuff and all that. It ain't right. always about you know what I'm saying who who you kin to and all that. All right. Oh yeah, most definitely. And that's why I don't understand how people are staying. I'm not saying that it's it's nothing wrong with staying, but that lifestyle. Well, you know how you always want. I want to visit. I want to see. I want to see something different. I want to try something different. Once you get that first taste of something different, like this feels good, then you keep trying, keep trying. Like like when I joined the military. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I ain't going to school. I ain't wasting money. But I get the same. Let me tell you how it was when I first got off the plane. They yelling. They saying, hey, took your shirt. I don't do the blah, blah, They yelling. The first time I'm laying in bed, I'm like, like, it felt like a dream. But, you know, I was like, dang, this is something different. I mean, it, not to sound crazy, but I'm like, it felt good. I'm like, yeah, man. This, I'm in here with 50 random dudes from across the nation and all that stuff. It's like, Cool, and I'm starting to meet these guys. And people from different, and I'm from I'm from Colorado. I'm from Miami. I'm from New York. I'm from Cali. I'm from from Texas. I'm from Mexico. I'm from Hawaii. Like, oh, how was that? Man, I've been put on so much game, so much food, so much music, books. They, they taught me so much. Right. And I was like, dang, this is this is really dope. 
even though I didn't go to college, it was still in the same sense. I'm meeting new people, new new women from different areas, and new men from different. Areas. It was like a breath of fresh air. Right. And then when I got stationed in Wyoming, I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, what am I doing up here? There ain't no black folk, no nothing up here. And then I met my homie uh, Lutu and, I, and Crit and all them boys. Okay, okay, I got I got some 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 homies up here I can kick it with. Friend, we was going to Colorado. We was doing trying new stuff. We went to water park for free. I met some millionaires through that. Like it was, it was so dope. I'm like, dang man, I could, I can really do so much in the world. And it's all I had. All I did was sign my paper, sign sign a piece of paper. Right now, I'm on the other side of the country. Fam, I'm all the way in Wyoming. Like, do y'all know why Wyoming has no trees? I really didn't know that. <laughs> Wyoming has no trees. It snows 24-7. Snow black folk. They have big ant, some reindeer looking things running. And that my first experience in Texas and all that that really showed me I'm not going back. At all costs, I will not go back. Like even like if I would have got out. If I did like my full time instead of the asthma kicking it, like I wouldn't have came back. I'm telling y'all that right now. I probably went back to Texas or I'd have went somewhere else, but I wouldn't have came back. And I'm like, like I'm not even back now. I'm in, I'm in Atlanta. Right. I'm back where I originally started, you know, learning right. and growing, but I'm not, I refuse to live that lifestyle. Working at the plant, seeing the same people, like, I should, I I want to be I want I want for it to be rare for me to run into somebody I know, especially from school. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, why yeah. why am I seeing a buddy I graduated with? We working at the same plant. Like, I see t- ten of us in here. We all in the same class or their class. Like, why is that? <laughs> they said we all in the same class. We were fool. I'm just saying. I mean, no disrespect to those guys, but I mean, like, I don't want I don't want that life. There's so much more out there. It ain't even necessarily got to be the million dollar lifestyle. I mean, just something different. Just something to enjoy yourself with. Like, it's life. If you're not, if you, you only get one. So if you're not doing the most you can do with it, then, like you said, you're wasting space. I, I don't understand it. I don't want that for myself. I'm, I don't got everything I could get out this area, so it's on to the next. And one thing I will say about like moving on to the next place is that's where you really learn to find yourself and network at. Right. Um, I didn't really understand the importance of networking until I actually got out of Aiken because everybody know each other in Aiken. So all you got to do is talk to one person, and then they're gonna put you on. But you really have to put yourself out there and promote yourself. And you're not going to be able to do that until you actually go somewhere else where you don't know anybody yet. But like mm-hmm. that's where you build your relationships at and start talking to people. And you know, like game is game. Like you're gonna do whatever you have to do to make it out of the situation you in and to keep elevating. See, a lot of people don't want that challenge. They'd rather stay there like they got it made. They're like comfort. Yeah, like why you why you wanna stay? You don't wanna you don't want to get dropped off here. Just hey, you in a room. With, I'm an introvert. I don't like talking. I don't like people. Period. 
But if you put me in a room with a bunch of friends, I mean, I'm gonna talk to him, you know, I'm gonna figure out, you know, hey, how do you, you know, I'm not gonna give him too much information to me though, because I'm trying to read them, you know. But people don't, like you said, you went off in your network, you put yourself on. A lot of people want it made. You can't, nothing is made in this world. The game is free, but you gotta, you gotta work for it. You have to work to live. I mean, that's that's just a fact. Even the millionaires that's letting the money work for them, they still working. Right. When, when have you ever heard of a millionaire retire? I mean, they got the money to retire, but they, they never retire, you know? You have to constantly work daily. But if, once you get complacent, you end up at a place for 30, 40 years. You retire. And now you're sitting at home with all this money. And doing now what? you like 65 and you 65, your 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 bloodline got a history of heart problems and all this high cholesterol, and you still ain't changed the way you eat. And now, if you pass away, your family gonna get the money. Hopefully, if you got a will, but it's like, who wants to do that? You not nobody's everybody not trying to break no generational curse, and that's that's a problem for me. I ain't gonna lie, that's a big problem with me. Because that's passed down trauma. We already got enough trauma stuff going around as it is. But the fact that you're not trying to get your family on the path to righteousness is it's kind of selfish in my in a way. Right. Not having wills, no life and shit like not having your, your affairs in order. I got a will right now and I ain't got nothing. Right. Nothing. So I mean it's but I mean my brother's gonna be taken care of regardless, you know. But okay. It's just a little thing. We have to handle business day in and day out. And we can try to help as many people as we want. We can't save everybody. We can't. You can what you can do. Exactly. Anything else like that? Anti-Aging, DJ, be cool. I, I want to ask Bears about his experience at, in college, bro. Like, what are, what do you think are some like pros and cons of like, uh, you know, not just HBCU but just college in general? You said what's what? I, I didn't. Kind of like the pros and cons uh, of, of you know going to college or whatever. Uh, pros and cons. I mean, a big pro is the ability to like leave home, network build yourself up, make a name for yourself, create your own personal brand. You know what I'm saying? Either you're going to make a good reputation for yourself for the good or the bad. Right. Um, That's like my main thing, but college is what you make it. So it's either going to be good or bad, or, you know, you can just be a regular student, but a con is college is really a ripoff at the same time Mm. because all this money, for a major that you're probably not going to get even the same job in. And the job is not guaranteed. That's one thing. That's another thing about it. Right. Um. So like really you, you digging yourself in debt. Like a majority of students are digging themselves into debt with the consequences of not even being able to do what they want to do in life. Um. You know, it, the narrative is now, go to college, you get you a good education and a good paying job, but that's not always the case. 
And uh, it's, it's more than just college. I will say that. Even if you got to go into the world first, you'll, you'll be able to make something for yourself if you really put yourself out there and if you really want to do it. Like, college is not for everybody. It's not going to be for everybody. So what you really have to do is understand what you want to do. You can't waste time. You can't waste money because these are your grinding years. Like, these are the years that really define the, the rest of your life. It sets the tone for your family, yourself, and those around you, the people you're going to be around. So, I mean, college can make or break you. So, I say that for sure. What? Could you give, like, an insight on why people should, you know, Black people should really choose HBCUs over, you know, PWIs? Yeah, um... And I'm a, I'm a huge advocate for uh, HBCUs. Like, I always wanted to go to one. Um, they care for you at HBCUs. And, you know, the funding might not be there. I'm going to tell you, but the funding is really there. Like, you're not finna have it as nice as a PWI, but that's, like I said, it is what you make it. Like, you can, you can have some of the best experiences at uh, HBCUs. They care about you. They want to see you thrive. Compared to a PWI, where I've I've been the one for doing enrollment, but they don't really care. They they gonna grade your paper. They gonna they gonna say what they got to say and get out of the way. But the teachers actually care. Like they're going to reach out to you and the faculty. They care. They're going to put you on the internships and tell you what you need to hear. And they encourage these things. And they also teach you the culture that you have been missing out on your whole entire life. Like, I cannot emphasize that enough. Everything is surrounded by Black. And, like, one thing I say a lot of our kids, like, this generation does, we run away from each other. Like, we run away from our own people. I don't know why, but we do. And that's something we got to, like, stop knowing because white people aren't going to, you know, go the extra mile for us. And the black people at HBCUs, they they make sure that you're straight. Like, they're going to do everything that they can to make sure that you have the same opportunities they have. You know what I'm saying? If not, better. And, I mean, it, it's, it's just, it's crazy to me. But I think HBCUs, like, we really need to, like, increase enrollment at HBCUs because that's where the money is going to start coming in at. Because if we don't have kids attending these HBCUs, then there's not going to be any money. We have to we have to bring money there for them to not only become better schools, but better programs. We're, we're going to produce better leaders. And, you know, a lot of these kids do have college potential, but they're choosing the wrong place. Right. And that's what it is, like. You know, a lot of black kids go to eight uh, PWIs and they flunk out just because they don't have anybody to relate to. And that's another thing. Relatability is a is a big thing in college because if you don't have anybody to relate to who's going to be there for you and support you, then you don't have anything. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I mean, that's pretty much my standpoint on it. But like I said, I'm a huge advocate. I'm going to promote and advertise HBCUs as much as possible because it's done a lot for me just in the nine months that I've been there. So 
I mean, I can only imagine what it would do for somebody else who actually wants, you know, more for themselves and wants to actually better themselves and create a good life for themselves. Right, and, you know, I'm not just saying this because you are cousin, but I just want to say, bro, like, we extremely proud of you, like, everything you're doing, bro. Like, you really, like, representing, like, you know what I'm saying, where we from to to the fullest, bro. So I just want to go ahead and say that real quick, you know. But Jalen, you had something else you wanted to get into? Beloved. No. No, I just want to say. No, so basically, basically, basically what you're saying is HBCU or the one that the one that you at right now, it seems like the HBCUs are more family oriented, family driven, you know, more right. it seems like everybody's more in reaching the actually accessible and able to touch, you know. That's that's what you're saying. That's that's exactly what I'm saying. Um the current HBCU I'm at Claflin, like that's what it is known for. And we also don't have these, like these schools aren't getting the, the exposure they deserve. Like Claflin is a top 10 HBCU as well as a top 10 school in the state. But so many people don't know that because we don't have the promotion to actually do it. Like everything is overshadowed by PWI so much, even the smaller ones that you missing out on like what really could be the best decision you make in your life, choosing HBCU. Right. So I think we do need a lot more support for our black colleges and, you know, um, our future black students that's coming up as well. Yeah, I think that'll be huge once we can get like some of those well-known, you know, like some of those well-known athletes, we can get some of those guys to actually give HBCUs a chance, you know, so, you know, just something, not even, hold on, yeah, let me say HBCUs, some of those HBCUs that's not well known, you know, because right. we have great people that have made it to the league, like I was looking at today, um, Shannon Sharp, I forgot he went to Savannah State, then you got Walt Payton, Jackson State, like, I think of those guys take that shift, because when you think about it, if you're so good at what you do, why not go to HBCU? Why do you yeah. always have to go to a school where you're gonna get overshadowed or not played, you know? Right. I mean, I mean you're gonna work for it, but it would be I feel like it'll be a little bit tougher if you're at the HBCU. Right. But people won't come see you, you know, because mm-hmm. based on your skill and like your your level. Right. Now I think once we get that shift, I think it's really gonna just take one person. One person for the other guys to start rolling in. Yeah, we got one right now. Um, I think his name is McCur Maker. He's at Howard, but I mean, all you hear yeah. about Howards and the Morehouses and the Spellmans, but it's so much more to it than just that. Exactly. Yeah, like like when I hit HBC, of course people are gonna bring up Howard and stuff, but I'm like, yeah, but what about those guys y'all don't talk about? You know, of course everybody talk about Morehouse. Oh, but we donate that means and talent. Like, come, we know those guys. Like, come on. All right. Why, what about those other schools that y'all overshadow? You know. Kind of like people that get overlooked for like the work they do. I mean, yeah, you always award this guy. What about the guy that make that happen? You know, right. You know? And and let me. I got a question for Ben. Ben, if a lot of people start like like let's say a lot of white people start to go to these HBCUs, does it now, like let's say, a Claflin, like a bunch of you know what I'm saying white people, come in. You know what I mean? Does that change Claflin into a PWI? 
like if enough, you know what I'm saying? Like if uh, let's say like a uh, truck reason, you know what I'm saying? Like right. it has that culture of it's it's a traditional school. Right. You know, it's crazy that you asked that because me and my friends was having a conversation earlier, and they was like. Do you think, and I want y'all to answer this too, like I just want y'all's opinion on it. Do y'all think when white people go to HBCUs, it takes food off of the black man's plate? You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like what's what's y'all opinions on that? Um yeah, you go first. And I mean because like it, it's kind of like well, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I would think it wouldn't simply because the culture difference, like, you know what I'm saying? It's okay. not so much in their, in their favor, you know what I mean? Okay, how about this? From a financial standpoint? I, maybe yes, because that- We do have scholarships for like white people as to being minorities and stuff like that. Like they have minority scholarships for white people at mm-hmm. age, which is kind of crazy because Think about that. A minority scholarship for the majority. It's kind of odd to me, but even going forward, like in the career world, like I kind of see that being possible. You know what I'm saying? See him laughing, man. Yeah. Nigga, dickhead, bro. (laughs) Nigga, stupid. Like but, but I, I, I do understand what you're saying. I think in a weird, like in a weird way, I think the HBCU, if enough like white students came, I think the HBCU would probably like try to cater to them. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's say if y'all had like a certain type of event where y'all just highlighting black, and I think if enough students were to come, they would try to implement something else. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah, maybe yeah, I, I do think too many, not maybe one, one, I think one a few or whatever is okay, but just if it starts to become like I'm not sure if y'all saw this or not, but um it was on Twitter with SC State and they had a um you know we we should have talked about this like the beginning of the junk because this it's it's so crazy. Um let me see if I can find it. I don't, I don't mean to like you know take up no extra time or nothing like this, but right, no, you good. Crazy, like when I saw it, cause I was like, what the, what the hell is this, like? Right. It's on one of these group chats. It's, it's really some um. <laughs> Why you looking up? I'm asking you a question. Ah, ah, that was it. Ah. Well, well, first of all, why do we have a minority scholarship for white people? Because they want to be motherfuckers, bro. They want to be oppressed. Why do we have a Do they have a scholarship for black folk? <laughs> they didn't think so. But anyways, does it take from the black people when white people go? To, I know I've seen that discussion on Twitter not too long, but a lot of they was having a big this, you know. I think it was brands when they doing them PWIs versus HC and all that. I said, yeah. So it was like, 
they was like, yeah, when I have some white people in my class, this seems like our professors when they teach history, you know, they they accommodate to the white people. They don't go full out fled. I'm like, I, I didn't I didn't engage in the argument because I I'm, I'm, I didn't go to college. I didn't go to a PWIO HBCU. Right. But I think for those white people that do go to HBCU, I mean, and that might be that might be what they're trying to learn. You know, maybe they want to go there to you know learn more about black people you know about our culture they Wait, maybe they want to do that so this is real yes what this is real oh that was crazy hey they boys on jb head about that yeah what the like, like the narrative behind it like I, I know y'all like saw like the sub tweets and all that other stuff because like it's really the quote tweets and stuff that blew up but like i am I don't see what you're trying to promote. Like, it's like you want white students to come in and take over. Like, the do you, do you, do you think some? Do you think some HBCUs want to become PWI just for funding and shit like that? I think so. Ooh. and like that's what this scene like right here. And they don't have. I was talking to um one of like one of the big advisors from Claflin the other day, and he was like, they like they was in talks. It was like before they've had talks of transforming state into like a PWI under the University of South Carolina sector. So it would be like USC Orangeburg, but it would be a PWI. You know how they have like USC Upstate and USC Aiken and all that? Right. It would be like USC Orangeburg. And it's kind of crazy because like, I feel like the whole, like, I feel like it would be gentrified. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like they're gonna take it like okay, we we're gonna have more white students come in, like, and that's where you're gonna lose your historical background and stuff from like that's when you really transform into like the PWI, like people have been, you know, kind of like saying state has been transforming into. So oh that ain't that ain't sit right with me. That looks crazy. Yeah. This is HBCU and they got two white folks. Apply yeah. today, May 31st. <laughs> what the like, bro? What <laughs> what they said? <laughs> Apply today, May 31st. Like, why do you have twice? Why not two black people? Why is it see they doing what them commercials be doing? They can't just have no black family, they gotta have a black woman and a white man and some mixed kid. They can't never just have no full-fledged black family right. commercial. Like, yeah. why are we doing this? Like, and then HBCUs. I hope they keep, you know, I hope they don't try to be, like you said, become PW. I hope they don't try to give up the whole thing that makes them HBCU. You know what I'm saying? I hope they stick to that code. I don't want them to compromise that. Even if they lack funds in certain departments, stick with it. The funds will come through when, you know, when, when it's time to receive those funds. I feel like when that time comes, you know, every everything has for a reason. Everything has its time and place to come through. It's like when certain people come into our lives and leave our lives, all that happens for a reason. But I hope people don't, I hope them schools don't compromise that. Like, I hope we ain't got no, no evil twisted people running those schools. You know what I'm saying? Like, first of all, soccer, this thing should have never seen a lot of day. Like, this Apply today, May thirty first. My, my thing is, my thing is for the people who post it, ain't no black post. Did, did a black person like that's the question I had? Did a black person post that shit or like? I, I'm pretty sure. 
don't, I don't know no white people that's like, you know, on, on like their advisory team. So it has to be. They should talk to somebody, you know what I'm saying? That shit. Cause this seems like unconscious a little bit, you know what I mean? It does. It really does. Every all these other flies are black, but the plot is like, but that one is that's white. Like, it yeah, like no, it's targeting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like I don't. That that don't make no sense right there. Like I'm looking at all these other plot of days. They could have just kept it black. They got Charlamagne the guy right here, plot of day. Okay, cool. They should have never posted no white people with a plot today. That should have never happened. Exactly. The whole point is a historically black cop. Like, maybe they you... maybe they want to become a PWI, bro. You never know with these schools, man. But you, you know, it's crazy you say that too, because they do struggle with funding yearly. Like they're currently in debt due to like, you know, COVID and all that. And the culture isn't the same without that funding. So I mean, I could see why they want to bring like nah, I can't even see why. I wonder I understand. Okay, I'm saying like I kind of understand why they want like white people to come because it brings them more money. But at the same time, you risking your tradition as well as your morals just to, you know, have that money, like they don't give a fuck about that shit. Look at what you lose and you you really put your core values on the line for what they, they, they don't give a fuck because they can't gain from it no more. They can't gain from like the history, bro. You know what I'm saying? Hate right. to say it like that, but that's that's just you know. So now South Carolina State probably reaching out, you know what I'm saying, to USC, like, hey, you know what I'm saying? Don't forget like, about us. Word, bro. That shit, that, that shit is fucked up, though. It is. Yeah, I don't like that shit, but the higher hey. power, bro. Hey, what can you do? Hey, what can you do? <laughs> really, that's on some gangster shit. Like, it's really nothing you can do, bro. Like, I salute to those that are that's gonna, you know, that's gonna stay on the right path. Even when you know, even when you're going through, you gonna, you know. You're not gonna break away or stray away from your morals or ethics. Right. I those people. Yeah. That's so. That's something we gotta do. I, I don't think we should be promoting. In my opinion, we shouldn't have no flies of white people at an HBCU. That don't make sense, does it? Mm-hmm. I mean, white people go to HBCUs, of course, yeah, but don't. Why do you promote? We is black for a reason. They don't share nothing with us. PWIs, they barely include us. They try to beat around it, but hey, I'm going to put an Asian person, I'm going to put a white person, I'm going to put any Yeah, they try to beat around the bush then, but like, like wow. think, think about before social media and all that. They was getting away with a lot of crap, but as soon as people started sharing it and all that, oh, we got we to gotta appeal to these people just to keep them going. Like, that's what. It really, uh, it's like a lot of state dead wrong. If you feel like you need help, and of course, Charlamagne God is a big name. Have him, you know, do some events, you know, do different stuff. Right. If you exactly. need funds. Exactly. You know, 
scratch his back, he'll scratch yours. You know, just reach out and do different things. But they, 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 in their mind, they probably saying shit. Solomon and God coming here two or three times a year ain't gonna ain't worth them millions and millions of dollars. They, uh, them people giving USC. That's how they looking at it. Yeah, we'll maybe gross probably what about twenty, thirty thousand. You know what I'm saying? We hold like a little bash or some shit like that, but you know. See, that's point. They get greedy, and then it's it's so much that goes that. That's it's, it's politics and everything. But the thing is, what side of politics are you on? Know, I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah, but why you? My thing is, why are you donating like? And I can't tell nobody what to do with their money. You know what I'm saying? These black, you know what I'm saying? These celebrities and shit like that. But why don't you try to like donate to these smaller HBCUs like y'all was saying? Why you? Because as much as you keep donating to the, to the Howards and everything, they gonna eventually become PWIs, bro. Exactly. Because it's I already, a, I already feel like they is. They I'm gonna say this because white people, not all white people, but the majority. White people already want to be like us and be around us and shit like that, bro. So they're going to come to these schools and turn them into PWIs, bro. They already love the culture. So not only can I steal they, you know what I'm saying? Can I dress like them, talk like them? I get to go to school with them too and experience this? <laughs> White man's head. Oh, yeah, like how would them? I already consider them like, you know, I already, they yeah, already. Yeah, they kind of, they, when you think about it, because you hear them with those PWIs already. Yeah, exactly. And South Carolina State, when I think, I mean, it's historically black, but I really don't even look at it as an HP. You get what I'm saying? It's not like, I don't know. When I think HBCUs, I think about those schools you don't talk about. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. And like me and Bessie, we need to, the celebrities that donate to Morehouse now, all right, I don't care if that was your school. I understand you're an alumni. Why not switch it up? Why not go here and pay tuition for some of these kids and, and do this and donate here? Why not donate a building to the school? Why not do this and that? Like, I don't think they, I think because they feel like oh, I'm doing Morehouse. Everybody gives the Morehouse. Yeah, tell how much money they got. No, I said this, bro. People won't, people won't, they do this because they want to be respected, bro. Like they want their voice, like they want to be, oh, he did this, you know. Right. He he did this to that school, right? They want their actual, they want their names out there, bro. And like people who actually do it genuinely, yeah, they donate to the schools that are smaller. But if you not, if you gonna donate to a school to a you know HBCU, yeah, everybody you know they they know more how, so they're going to like, oh yeah, he did that, like, but why, why? Maybe because they feel like if they donate to it, they're going to gain something from You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they, they, that's what they do it for. Like, like if, if Tyler Perry or whatever, or another celebrity, donates to, like, one of those, uh, you know what I'm saying, those top-tier HBCUs, I mean, that's – I mean, it'll do something. It'll help, but it ain't going – because they're going – they're getting that from everywhere. But if he was to give a million dollars to, like, uh, you know, like Tennessee State or Fort Valley, you know what I'm saying, then you – you helping them immensely, bro, but I don't know. And, and you know what's so crazy, bro? We celebrate these people, not speaking on, like, us, you know what I'm saying? Right. People in here, but we speak on these people and we celebrate these people, but this shit isn't rocket science, though. You know what I'm saying? Right. We just, me, we in a we in a, a, a Zoom call, pod, we on a podcast just shooting this shit, basically. 
we not even in our thirties, bro. And we got them. Um, we, I don't know, man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's crazy. Hey, it's right down. It's right down people's faces, man. But <laughs> whether they wake up is on them. Arithmetic, bro. Really, right now. You know, hey, what can you do? You know, what can you do? Just all you can do is work toward getting there, goddamn, so you can, you know what I'm saying? And do what you got to do. Right. Be the person that you wish you had when you was younger. Right. That's a fact, man. I ain't anything else I want to get into, man. I know nah, we didn't uh, touch on a lot, I'll tell you that. No, nah, just you know, rest easy to the native man. Real talk, sad, but um, she was a beautiful soul, bro. Like very vibrant. Uh, you know, always had a smile on her face. So, you know, God only take the best. So, R.I.P. to her, man. Rest in power. But yeah, uh, appreciate you, Bez, coming on the show, rocking with us, bro. Oh, of course, of course. It's a, it's a privilege, you know. I I stay ready, so you know. Any other time, y'all want to have me, you know, I'm be here for sure. Most definitely coming back. Uh, we just uh want to say thank you to all the people that's been supporting us, sharing, uh, liking, listeners. We really appreciate y'all. We love y'all, man. And you know, Jay, you got anything you wanna? You wanna send a piece of love and positivity, though, man. Let's help bring those people home that's been kidnapped, you know. Thanks. You know, what else? Love you people, man. Tell them you love them, you know. Stop comparing kids, nigga. <laughs> Cause zero dollars to be a decent human being, man. You know, so just be the best person you so you know, the basic stuff. The easiest stuff I shouldn't have to say what I had to say anyways, man. You know, get you get your bread up, get your paper up, man, you know. Quit eating all these fat, quit eating all these big juicy meats and all that pause. Time out. Time out. Bring that back. Stop eating all these junk foods and all this nasty stuff. That's because you got to take care of your temple so you can take care of your people, you know. So just that's, that's about it, you know, man. Not too crazy. Bed, you had anything in closing? Um once again, I want to thank y'all for having me. Um, like I say, it's like it's always a pleasure to be here. Uh, thank everybody that's listening, coming out. Uh, you know, just do what y'all been doing. You know, get out there. If you're not promoting yourself, put somebody else on. Network to make the check work. Um, support our Black people, culture, as well as our colleges. And, I mean, that's pretty much it. You know, uh, stay prayed up. Stay safe out here because it's crazy. So, you know, that's it. Word, word. And, and, and food for thought, man. Uh, money talks, but wealth whispers, bro. I just wanted to say that. Okay. Well, till next time. See y'all next week. Peace. Peace.